citizens of the reject nation. That's correct. You hear that? That is me being sworn in, allowed to say such a virtuous thing to welcome you in. Hello, you lovelies. The X-Men are coming. And based off the direction that Marvel has been going and based on the comic runs they've been utilizing, I've got an idea of the shape the team is going to take. And I've got casting for each of the two different versions. That's right. This video is going to be a little different. I'm going to cast Duble, and we'll get to that in just a second. But before, please do leave a like. YouTube likes when we do that. Please hit that subscription. Hit the bell so you know when more videos are coming. And please leave a comment below because I've got more than just these X-Men to cast. If you want to see me extend my casting to the greater X-Men universe, I've got some more ideas. But we'll get to that in another video. Follow me on TikTok if you want to see more of my fan casting, more comic ideas, more all sorts of nerdy stuff. Let's get into it. My X-Men. So the reason this casting video is going to be a little different is I think they can go two ways in the MCU, especially with the events of Miss Marvel. They might have a younger cast, maybe people in their 20s, aging into the X-Men like we had in the original movies, or they could have an older cast of the X-Men we know and love teaching future waves of students coming in a la X-Factor. So I'm going to cast a 20s era X-Men as well as a mid 30s era X-Men. So you're going to get two casts for the price of one. First up, let's kick off with Professor X. Now there's been a lot of talk of Giancarlo Esposito especially this last week and I think that's a great call because he is very ominous while being loving there's something very paternal about him which is important for Chuck but also there's an, an ominous overtone of potential duplicity and I think that's really important to go from the leader of the X-Men the one that gathers the X-Men to eventually becoming Apocalypse the fact that he's friends with Magneto we need a character to seem loving and nurturing but also like he has a dark side so I don't necessarily think it's going to be Giancarlo Esposito but I think it'd be a good choice if they go that way my pick for the older version of the character would be either Ed Harris or Ralph Fiennes. We're going to bring up Ralph Fiennes again in a little bit, so let's lean Ed Harris on this one. Ed Harris has been known to carry that I can be trusted, but only so far. I'm a very regal figure. I've got a lot of authority, but you could see him going a darker way. Now, if they go a little bit younger, I would love to see someone that is in the MCU already, but only very briefly. Sterling K. Brown deserves to be a leading man in the MCU. Sterling K. Brown can play both very reserved, controlled, calculated, but also very emotional outbursts of rage outbursts of sheer empathy and and everything you need in Xavier is in that man I would personally love and I know he's in Black Panther I know I know he's involved but I want to see him get a leading man role I want Sterling K Brown for my Professor X now we've brought up our Xavier we got to bring up our Magneto. I do think that even though we've seen a lot of these two characters on screen, you don't have the X-Men without Magneto. I would personally have the first film be based on the Sentinels, be based on government oversight, be based on the Department of Damage Control-esque things, but you need your big bad and you need to build to the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. You need to build all of those things that are foundational, so you need Magneto. Now, I, if they go older with an older Magneto, really want Michael Wincott. I don't know if you guys know that name, but you might know him from The Crow. You might know him from the recently released Nope. This man's presence is incredible. He is an older actor, but every time he's on screen, you're so captivated, you're so interested, and his voice, if he doesn't play Doom, he should play Magneto. There's so much history behind this man. There's so much intrigue behind every one of his weathered lines, and I could see him be just as interesting to be followed as a leader, as someone that you'd be terrified of, and that's very important for the character of Magneto. If you go younger, this is where we're bringing in Ralph Fiennes. I mentioned him for Xavier, which I do think is that line of 70% good, 30% concerning. I want to see Ralph Fiennes in the in-bruise sense. I'd love to see him in the more arrogant, but with 
purpose? Like, I feel like Magneto is arrogant, but that's because he knows he's the shit, and I think that's Ralph Fiennes. The man has bravado in his evil, the man has confidence, a lot like Michael Fassbender does, and I'd really love to see that version of Ralph Fiennes brought into the MCU. He's my Magneto. Now, here's where the age starts to make a difference. Those actors are well-established, those characters well-established, but when you bring in Cyclops, you need to make sure they finally get Cyclops right. I love James Marsden. They didn't give James Marsden a lot of the script, a lot of the action, a lot of the things you need for Cyclops, and he didn't have the ability to emote a lot because he's got a mask on. You need a very strong actor here. If they go older, if they go with a more professorial, someone leading as an already established X-Men, I love Justin Hartley. If you haven't seen This Is Us, he is absolutely incredible in that show. He has a lot of leadership ability. He has a lot of charisma. He has a lot of ability to do a lot with a very little amount. The man can do a lot with his face, and that's important when it's half covered, and he's got that stoic, rigid, every man, but want to follow him into the trenches Ness, that is very necessary. Now that is someone if the X-Men have been established. If they're starting with young X-Men that we're gonna follow through, Dylan O'Brien, man, Maze Runner showed this guy can lead a franchise. Maze Runner showed this guy is someone you wanna follow into battle. Maze Runner showed this guy is so charismatic that he gets people to basically do what needs to be done in very tricky situations. And you want someone that Jean Grey can fall in love with over Wolverine, Harry, Bub, Charm, Incarnate. You need someone like Dylan O'Brien. And I think the way to do that is you cast the leading man Dylan O'Brien's made to be. Cyclops. Get it right. He's a leader. Him and Storm. They gotta lead the X-Men. They gotta be great. Speaking of leaders of the X-Men and in the comic runs I enjoy in the 90s, the Jim Lee era of X-Men, which we're gonna talk about in the comic polls later, there were two teams. There was the gold team and the blue team. And depending on how the movies go, I could see them splitting the giant team of X-Men into two different factions. That might actually happen. And I would love to see Storm be the leader of the X-Men as she is in the comics. And you want someone that's going to be right there alongside Cyclops or Boston Cyclops around. You need that powerhouse that I think DeWanda Weiss is. If they have an older Storm, I think to Wanda Weiss. She was just in the newest Jurassic World. To me, she stole a lot of the scenes she was in. She has a presence about her. I would personally start with a Storm solo movie, maybe even casting my young actress as the flashbacks. Show her growing up in Africa. Show her being worshipped as a god. Show her claustrophobia. Show her having to be a thief to make do. And show her evolving into the goddess of thunder that she is. This is the most cinematic character in the X-Men. She's literally a Roland Emmerich movie come to life. She controls the weather. This character deserves a full film or at least the leader of of the movie. DeWanda Weiss can carry that very, very strong weight on her shoulders. And if they go younger, I would say Alexis Louder. If you haven't seen Cop Shop, stole every scene. Cop Shop is an actor dream movie. You've got Gerard Butler and Frank Grillo acting their eyeballs out at each other in a contained environment, and Alexis Ladder debuted effectively in that film and stole every scene she was in. She looks awesome with a bald head. I want to see her with a white mohawk. I want to see Storm done in a way that you want to not only have her lead the X-Men, but you want to follow her into the world of Black Panther. You want to follow her into wherever they bring that character next, and you need either one of these actresses to do it. DeWanda Weiss, Alexis Lauder, I want to see them in that white, awesome, flowing robe. So what is the X-Men without Jean gray. Now, don't you give me that Phoenix Saga at first. You earned the Phoenix Saga. That's movie nine. You get there after three trilogies. You don't Phoenix me again. But on the way to that, you need to make sure this is a character that you want to buy the love story of. I want to see Scott and Jean actually get to love each other. Give me some notebook X-Men action. Chris Claremont, one of the most iconic ever writers of the X-Men, loved the soap opera elements of the X-Men. We need more of that. We need to believe these characters before we put them in peril. I want to love 
Jean Grey. If we go with an older actress, someone in their 30s, I want Rose Leslie. I loved her in Game of Thrones. I loved every moment we got with her. I love her presence in interviews. She's someone that I want to know more about, and that's important for Jean. You're in her head. You're sharing a lot of time with her. You have empathy for her as she gets destructive, as things fall apart in her life, and she's so overpowerful. You need to have that connection. I think Rose Leslie definitely has that. If they go younger for growing up with Jean Grey, I would say either Sophia Lillis, who we just had in the It movies, who is absolutely captivating. You can about her in peril already we've already seen that and you care about her in the very boys world dynamic the x-men it's a lot of dudes it's called the x-men you want to make sure there's someone that you're like wait what does she want like what does she need in this scenario and i think she'd be absolutely incredible and then my other younger cast members jane levy from shameless she is so interesting and she's so able to hold her own amongst a family of heathens like everyone in shameless is so much but every time she's on screen you want to know more about her and that's very important for gene gray so those are my three schnicked let's talk about wolverine this is the one everyone's curious about this is the one i think they should wait for to be honest I included Wolverine because he's Wolverine, but I don't want this to become Wolverine the X-Men. I think that was what happened to the detriment of the Brian Singer films is it became the Wolverine show and his buddies. That's not what the X-Men is. I would personally introduce Wolverine the TV show. Check out the video I made about that. It's on this very channel. It's the first video we ever made of Koi's Comics Corner. Follow that journey. But if we are getting Wolverine in this movie, I would like, if he's older, Edgar Ramirez. Edgar Ramirez has the physicality. He seems like a guy that would say, bub, I see him cigar chomping. I see him as this hairy mutant that's very feral. If they can't get Tom Hardy because he's Venom. I think Edgar Ramirez has all of that energy, and he seems like a guy who's seen some shit, and he can also do his own stunts, which I really respect. If they go younger, this is the most tried and true answer, but there's a reason for it. He's short, he's stocky, he can act his eyeballs out, he's buddies with Hugh Jackman, he can get the notes from him. I think Taron Edgerton should absolutely play the younger Wolverine. What's tricky is, is I see Taron Edgerton maybe aging in the next five years, ten years, because he's like 30. That might be a tricky thing for Wolverine, so age him up now. That way, as he grows into the older Taron Edgerton, we have an established Wolverine, but I think Taron Edgerton could absolutely slay it. Beast is a founding member of the X-Men and a very hard character to get right. I think Nick Holt absolutely slayed it. I think the voice of Kelsey Grammer totally worked, but I want to see a Beast that's actually part of the team that feels like he's getting to do all the things that keep the team together. I always felt like Beast was the heart of the X-Men that also was incredibly genius and had a crush on Jean Grey. Again, soap opera. Not only is there the love triangle with Wolverine and Jean, but I always felt like there was a bit of Beast that loved her. Maybe that's just the Ultimate X-Men talking. Either way, I want someone fully invested in this character for the long game and there's an actor that I don't think gets enough love in any medium as a director as an actor anywhere Joel Edgerton is such a force of nature. Him and Warrior, him and The Gift, which he also directed, him and everything. You're always wanting to know more. Him and Star Wars. You want to know more about the uncle that's raising Luke than you, I ever expected to. He's able to do so much with so little, and I think that Beast needs to be able to act his eyeballs out because he's covered in makeup. He needs to be able to do a lot with a little. I think his voice is great. I think his stocky build is great. I think he's got the physicality and the warmth, which is very important. If they go younger, there's this guy that looks so much like a young Joel Edgerton that I hadn't seen anything of except for the Transformers movies till I saw a couple of his indies and I was like this guy that's why he keeps getting cast Jack Rayner is incredible when he's not in a giant tentpole and I think I'd love to see him in a giant tentpole getting to show the indie range that he has so Jack Rayner or Joel Edgerton are my beast I think Nightcrawler should be in from the very beginning I love Alan Cummings portrayal in X2 but I want to see Nightcrawler from the all-new X-Men I want to see him jump right in from giant size X-Men number one and I think he needs to be handsome and swashbuckling and blue and furry and I want Dev Patel Dev Patel has this confidence 
this intelligence, this very interesting, almost uh, Shakespearean movement about him. I know that's a weird thing to say, but the way he moves is very in a space. And if you're bamfing around, your body presence is really important. And I think Dave Patel, especially after the Green Knight, showed me that I want that in this swashbuckling bamfer. And I think Dev Patel could do a really great older Nightcrawler. If they go younger, I want Mr. Heartthrob himself. I think he'd look good in, in blue furry makeup. I think he'd be a great draw for audiences. And I think he's got an elfish handsomeness. I want Timothy Chalamet as the young Nightcrawler. And I think he'd absolutely crush Timothy, Sh Timmy Clementine would be great, dude. Think about him in Dune. He comes in. He's got like the, the red little harness on. He's bamfing around. He's got a sword. He's got a tail. Another founding X-Men that is a very important character to the team because he's the levity. He's both the levity in comedic moments for just throwing out one-liners, but also the levity when things get really dark that he's able to be the warmth, ironically, because he's Iceman. Iceman has been recently revealed to be an Omega-level mutant. He's one of the most powerful mutants, and he can literally do what Magneto does with magnets, but with all moisture in the air. This guy is very powerful, but he's got this comedic sensibility that it's really important to the character that I think John Cho has. John Cho, a lot of people know from like Harold and Kumar and things, but if you've looked at his more recent work in things like Cowboy B or especially searching this guy is so so talented while also being comedic and i think that is so essential for iceman i want to see the iceman from the comics and i think if they get an older actor again someone in their 30s that's john show they go younger i want someone that is pure bombast i want someone that is eccentric i want someone that makes me go like what is this guy doing a chaos element someone that would be the team is going through all this stuff but one guy's keeping us like okay the world hates and fears them but this guy's fascinating robert sheehan I want Robert Sheehan from Umbrella Academy icing up and being Bobby Drake and being all sorts of weird. These are very two different casting, but I think that's an example of when the actor ages and the character ages, it changes their dynamic. So John Cho or Robert Sheehan. And now for my penultimate pick, I do think this character will be much more utilized in these rounds of films. Kitty Pride, everyone. Kitty Pride. I think in the comics right now, they've used Kitty Pride as a leader quite a few times. I think we've seen that her power set is very dynamic and can be very useful. And I especially love her current run of the Marauders books where she's literally a pirate rescuing mutants that can't make it through Krakoa's gates. That's another whole longer conversation. But Kitty Pride, I would love to get her time in the sun. If they go with an older actress, I would say Alicia Vikander. I think she has shown that she can lead. She's charismatic. She deserves a franchise, to be honest. She's been in all these incredible indies, and Tomb Raider didn't work out. She's available. I think she'd be a very interesting leader of either the main X-Men or a subsect of X-Men as this world expands. If they go younger, I think Caitlin Dever is so charismatic, and again, another natural leader. And Kitty Pride's a character that has a youthfulness to her even as she ages and I would love to see the Wolverine Kitty Pride dynamic like you have in Days of Future Past and other things so Caitlin Dever of Booksmart I think has all of those attributes if they lean younger for Kitty Pride. All right and for my last poll he only briefly appeared in an X-Men movie in the worst of the X-Men movies in my opinion X-Men 3 and he's a founding member of the X-Men. One of my favorite actors playing Ben Foster could not do that character justice. They didn't give him the writing. I want this character written well. I want Warren Worthington III to age into the archangel that we kind of got in Apocalypse. I want this character to be the rich playboy that has had everything he's ever wanted and then literally grew angel wings and then the world fell apart around him, but he's still got that billionaire status. You need someone that feels almost capitalistically regal in a negative and positive way. You want someone that feels like they could be a billionaire, but also has the empathy of someone that is literally an angel, but understands helping people. I love Michael Ely, and he's got a presence about him, man. He's got this, this stunning visage while also having the acting chops to play this heart of a character. And if they go with an older actor, I think Michael Ely would be great. If they go younger, I think Diego Bonetta has not had a lot of opportunity to show his range. I think he's a very talented actor with those flowing locks and everything else. He's got an angelic nature about him, and he's also got a 
strength while still being soft enough that he could play the angel. And that's, a, again, a very hard line to walk. Those are my two pulls. That is going to do it for today, but I've heard your comments and you all want more comic recommendations, which means the world to me. So let me give you a few comic recs for these great X-Men. I would start with giant size X-Men number one. Now, when the X-Men were founded, it was a team of five. They realized around issue 94, they needed more people. That's when Nightcrawler, Storm, and a bunch of the wave of X-Men we know and love came in. I would read giant size X-Men number one. I'd also check out Jim Lee's X-Men number one, not Uncanny X-Men number one. X-Men number one came out in 1991. That 90s flavor of X-Men inspired the TV show. And I also think the 90s X-Men is going to inspire this team we're going to see on the big screen. And then my more obscure pull is going to be Mutant Massacre. This was a book that spread around all of the titles, X-Factor, Uncanny X-Men, X-Men. It was the first big crossover event. It dealt with the Morlocks and the Marauders and a lot more seeds were planted, eventually planting seeds for Mr. Sinister, which I do think they're going to do in the movies. I think we're eventually going to get Mr. Sinister. I think we're going to get Omega Red and a lot of characters we haven't seen yet. Got to plant those seeds and it's great art by John Romita Jr. Mutant Massacre, Giant Size X-Men number one, as well as X-Men number one are my three pulls that I think the MCU may pull from. If you guys want to see more fan casting, if you want to see me cast Chamber, Banshee, Monet, I got tons in my head. I do think they're going to expand out to X-Factor, Generation X, X-Force, all sorts of characters, X-Force. But if you guys want to see those fan casting as well, you got to leave a comment because Greg's like, Coy, you just cast 12 X-Men. I don't want to see or hear any more of this shit. They need it times two. That's 24 fan casts. Then I had three for a few characters. That's 25 fan casts. Far too much. But if you want to see it, leave a comment below. Thank you for being so welcoming to my being part of the Reject Nation. I appreciate each and every one of you. Go read a comic. Love your fellow man. That's what the X-Men are all about because they're better than the fellow man because they realize they can help people to get far in life. That's important. I love you. I'll see you soon.